Welcome to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast, powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. This is where we discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to customers and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. Hello, everybody. We are continuing the conversation with Marissa from, um, what is it again? Dergles? Permaglaze Permaglaze. of Texas. Permaglaze of Texas. And uh, I get, there's so many glazes over here. Like, I, there's, I have glaze. I have... There, I think there's a permaglaze here too. Let me go ahead and. Put there probably on. is. There used to be, ton of them, and now I think there's only like three or four left. Okay. We probably will rebrand when our contract with them is up in two years or so. But for now, we're permaglaze of Texas. Okay. And so, continue on what you were saying. So you were saying you wanted to kind of continue the culture of being a female-owned and operated business, correct? Yes. So I do yeah so you know we're a mother-daughter business now um and probably my biggest opportunity to hire somebody will be in january Uh, my mom's current plans are to take a step back from the business in january but she could change her mind (laughs) um but I do want to keep it a female owned and operated business because I do feel like it gives us an edge, uh, kind of a unique perspective. Um, it gives us kind of a unique clientele. Like I, I don't remember if I was telling you before we started recording, but we get a lot of, um, like single moms or work from home moms with, you know, kids or, um, we have a lot of elderly clientele, which I don't know if that's, um, you know, that's, everyone probably does, but I feel like our clientele is a little bit more unique. Um, we really don't have a ton of just like men that hire us, which is fine. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, but I, it also, I've it also just might be too. that women run their households. So, yeah, well, I, that's, that's what I was going to say. Uh, we get a lot of women clients too. the overwhelming majority yeah. of them are. So that actually might yeah. be a good strategy for you guys, you know? Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it just, it's, it's perfectly fine. However you want to do it. Um, I think yeah. that is definitely unique. Have there been challenges in the industry for you because of that? Lately? No, I, I'm, when I first began, I was 22 and I really looked very young and I went through a phase where I also like, I was self-employed. So I was like, I'm going to dye my hair blue and Mm -hmm. nobody can stop me. (laughs) So I had some trouble at first. Um, There was one man who made me cry probably my first or second year because I arrived and um, my mom's very good at explaining everything to people before I get there. But um, some people don't want to read the information that's given to them. Yeah. Uh, So he opened the door and I was like, Hey, my name's Marissa. I'm with Parmas Lace in Texas. I'll be uh, refinishing your bathtub today. And uh, he was like, "Um, why are you here? I was like, well, again, I'm you now introduce myself again. He's like, well, 
where's the real person? Did they just send you because like the man is is sick today or something? And I was like, no, this is my my business and uh, I do the work. <laughs> and he was just like, well, sent, this isn't what I thought I was agreeing to. I don't want you to do that. So he just canceled the appointment right then and there and told me to go away. <laughs> um, so I just like started crying on his porch because <laughs> I was like feeling really bad about myself. But again, I was inexperienced <laughs> in how to handle, handle people. Mm -hmm. um, I know you're 22 right now, right? And you are much better <laughs> at people than I was at that age. Well, I'm um, 20. Am I 23 now? 24. I just turned 24. Wait. Oh, you're 24? Okay, great. Well, yeah. by 24, I was great. Um, but then I kind of went, I went through the people don't take me seriously phase. Yeah. Then I went into the, I'm going to, um, for lack of a better word, just kind of have like a bitchy exterior. So I, I just like started anticipating that people were not going to take me seriously. So I started having like a bad attitude towards all of our clients. I would arrive at someone's house and if I saw it was a man I was interacting with, I immediately have like a chip on my shoulder. And I was gonna be like trying to assert myself in a way that was not productive, I don't think. Okay. Um, looking back on it now. And then, you know, that lasted a little while. I think we really struggled then and I kind of struggled at that point with like, is this really what I want to do? Like, should I go back to the beauty industry? And I actually did at that point get um, a part-time job at a spa and quickly realized that I did not want to go back to the beauty industry. Um, and now I'm in a place where I feel actually confident. I don't feel, if anyone doesn't take me seriously because I am a female, I mean, that's their problem, not mine. I, I am competent. I am capable. <laughs> so if, if they have some kind of weird, you know, feeling that I'm not going to do a good job because I'm a woman, I'm just like, I, I, I can't help you there, but I'm going to do my job and do a great job. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> so I don't, I don't let it make me cry and I don't let it, you know, um, give me a bad attitude anymore. Yeah. I, I could totally understand that. Like just, I would think, just based off of the some of the type of people who do like this kind of work, uh, like I would think, you know, that there is some struggle there with that because I've encountered people who don't want to work with us because I have a black guy that works with us. Like, I've had that. Like, good you know, grief. I, and I will literally not even do the job for them. Like, you know. Oh no. I've had people call cops on our texts because. Uh, Sometimes we work at vacant properties where they leave a lockbox. Uh, of course. And people see us, like, walk into a house that's abandoned, and, like, they see a person that looks a certain way, they, like, make a scene about oh it. Oh, my God. So, and, you know, Florida's really down south, so. Typically, it's not in Orlando. It's typically in, like, the smaller areas, but it's happened before, so I could definitely imagine that. Uh, that, that Gosh, kind of, I mean, that's... 
much worse than someone being condescending about me being a young woman. I mean, <laughs> that's awful. I've never had the police called on me, at least. It's, it's. I mean, yeah, that that kind of sucks. But I mean, it, it's it, at any rate, they're both things that you can't control. It doesn't really matter who's yeah. doing the job as long as it's a good job. That's just like my opinion. But there are a couple weirdos sure. out there that I don't know. Um, they just, you know, they have prejudice and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. people, people are strange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So is there any questions that you have like for me about kind of how our business side operates or anything like that? Any tips or something that maybe you could find useful? Well, I think the main things I did want to talk to you about were like, how did you get to that point where you were, you know, I, I heard you talk about how, you know, when you got the you know business from your parents, like, nothing was correct they didn't even have the right phone number up like how how you got from that point to now i i assume you still you have several crews out like doing several jobs a day Mm -hmm. like i feel like there's an awkward period there where you have to like you were saying just you have to take a risk to grow yeah so what your risks were if they i mean like you said just spending more money on ads, but was there anything that you felt was like you were hesitant to do because it felt risky? So definitely putting more money into ads felt risky because I was seeing results at a time with like $10, $15 a day. So I was like, oh, do I really need to put more? I could barely handle this. But I I started thinking and I, I watch a lot of I wouldn't call it self-help, but like business-minded, like entrepreneur people online. So like Gary Vee mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of people are familiar with him. Um, and uh, one of the big things that like kind of resonated with me was, well, if you fail, so what? It's not like you're going to forget how to do the job. Like it, right. you could always go back and you can always do it yourself again if it didn't work out. So that's kind of the way I started looking at things, you know, in the grand scheme of things, is it a risk? Yes. If it doesn't work out, is it the end of the world? Not really. Like if I spend a thousand dollars on ads and it doesn't convert for some reason, which is very, very, very unlikely, like, am I going to be homeless because of a thousand dollars? No. So like that was my mindset. And so I, 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 right. I and, and a lot of it also was like understanding that this is a full-time job and very much committing myself to the brand building and the relationship building aspect of the business. Um, I started doing a lot of research for, my, for myself. A lot of it was like, I would say a lot of it was just kind of unfucking my mind. I was... <laughs> I, I had this warped kind of way that I was thinking about things. So I would do things like I would overthink bids for hotels all the time. Like, oh, well, oh well th- if I do it at 345, it might be too expensive because I know someone's going to do it for less. So maybe I should do 339.99. Like, but then one day I was just like, you know what? I know that these motherfuckers just get a budget and their budget is whatever it is. And the guy who you send the bid to has no control. And you have no control. And again, people buy for their reasons, not not yours, which is something that I kind of got from Gary Vee, and it's true. 
So I was like, I will give them my price. I will describe in detail what we do, what our warranty is, and if they like it, they like it, and if they don't, they don't. Um, and, and basically a lot of it was just kind of like reprogramming myself. That's kind of the way I, I would, I was watching a lot of content that was kind of restructuring my thinking. Um, and that's how I studied. Like I would just watch videos after video after video. And I, I was thinking to myself, these people have to be doing something that works. I mean, like, you know, yeah. you have people like Gary Vee specifically who had like a wine show that nobody was watching for seven years and then one day his wine business is worth like a billion dollars yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and, and like so i was like and there's a bunch of them i just can't think of them right now there's one that i watched called the contractor fight too uh and and similar situation like he had like a painting company he was wondering why he didn't have work and he used to oh like quality is the only thing that matters and uh, you know, like people, people think that that's what matters, but at the end of the day, you can paint the prettiest tub in America. If you're not running ads, no one's going to know or give a fuck about you. So, yeah. uh, that's why sometimes people are so surprised when they see like a job that miracle method did and that it looks kind of ugly and they're like, uh. Oh, but these guys are national. And it's like, because they advertise and because they yeah. franchise and their name is everywhere. That doesn't mean that they're great. It just means that they have the recognition. So I I would say an easy thing to do, because I, I, it's not that I don't like reading, but I prefer to visually see things and and listen to people speak. So one of the big things that worked for me was just hours at a time or when I was doing something like physical or something, like I would just listen to other people and trying to change my frame of thinking and then implementing it with the understanding that Shit can hit the fan, but it's most likely not going to. And and that's that's sure. little by little it started changing. You know, I started like like I I don't want to I don't like talking about because sometimes people take things like as a flex, but like I'm at the point now where like we just flex. Spent, <laughs> Who cares? You will get the work. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we just spent ten thousand dollars on a new website. Um, that's amazing. And, and, and we spent thirty five hundred dollars on the wrap for the truck. And we spent yeah. $31,000 on the truck. So like we're, we're, we're investing heavy in the business. And a lot of people might think, well, like, like, oh, well, like, why would you spend $3,500 on a rep? Because like it's free advertising. Like I just got a call from a lady today. Uh, we were doing a job in her neighborhood. She saw the truck from a mile away because it looked nice. And she came up and took a picture of it. Turns out her tub had been refinished before and she thought somebody had painted it with like wall paint and like was wondering why it was peeling and stuff. And we gave her a quote to strip and refinish it and she scheduled the job. Like that is, that is more. That's probably, that's paid for more than 10% of it. Exactly. Of the wrap. And and guess what? It's going to outlast like the money spent. Like there's, the wrap is going to be along, like it's going to be around longer than what we, it's, you know, what we spent on it. You know what I mean? And that, that's just like, I started, you know, recently my thing has been like, I want to actually build a local brand. So I want my website to be like great and track leads and conversions and be like on point. Also our truck design, I let the designers completely choose everything themselves because Ah. they're designers and they do that. That's, I I gave them the information that I felt was important, but I said, you guys do whatever you want with it. 
and everybody loves it. I, 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 you know, and I paid them for that and, you know, but at the end of the day, like, the biggest thing for me has been reinvesting in the business and educating myself based off other people who have grown businesses. I mean, that's really the, the, the way that I've done it and it's yeah. been working. Right now, we have, uh, we have four crews and wow. today, I mean, I'm going to pull up the schedule just to let you know what we're doing just today. Um, sure. We are doing a garden tub with a tub and surround in one house. We are doing, what is, we are doing um, a full bathroom that needs to be stripped. So like a tub with like tile throughout and that ah, needs to be stripped. Oh, and all of it, gosh. Yep, and then we're, we have three of our techs at that new hotel that you saw me post about where we're, mm -hmm. doing, we're doing five units. Some of them are bathtubs, some of them are showers. Um, and I kind of got everybody, like, busy today. So, and then the, it's like that the whole week. Like, the whole week I have full. Uh, and it used to not be like that. I used to, and I, I would also, when I would take someone new, I'm like, God damn, how am I going to keep them busy? Uh, an example is uh, one of my techs named Damon. He was, uh, he had a family emergency, and he was basically out for like a month because he had to be on a oh, funeral wow. and didn't have the money to come back. It was a whole thing. So when he got back, I was like, hey, I might have to have you do shop work for a week and kind of just pay you half days. But what I didn't realize was like I, I was just able to serve people faster. And so when people would call, I'd be like, you know what? I could do it tomorrow. And they'd be like, oh, shit. I'll do it tomorrow. And then all of a sudden, he had two days in the shop, and I filled up his next three weeks. So it really, you know, having the people is, is you know, a good thing. And also, like, like I was saying before, uh, investing. That's part of investing, too, you know. Once you get to a certain point, you're investing in keeping the person around. So when, if you get to the point where you have a shop and you might not have something on the schedule, you can put them to clean equipment or to do things in the shop or something that I'm going to start doing that I, I stole from uh, this guy that I was telling you about, the contractor fight guy. Uh, mm -hmm. He makes his technicians call back their last six jobs when they have nothing going on and ask them if there's any warranty claims that they need. And I'm going oh, to do wow. that. I'm going to do that just because it's just being proactive and it displays a certain level of professionalism that you're even asking. Because a yeah, lot of the times awesome. from warranty claims stems new opportunities. So, yeah. you know, rather than having them do nothing. And that also gives the technician perspective of like, this is what a pissed off customer sounds like <laughs> if they yeah. get one. You know what I mean? Well, so. too, it's best to, you know, it shows that you're willing to, you know, um, honor your warranty. That you're not just saying, oh, here's my warranty. Because a lot of people, I think, don't actually expect people to come back and, for any issues. And most of them <laughs> won't. But just the fact that you reach out, like if you're a homeowner and you're selling the house and you don't tell the contractor, and a month later the contractor calls you and is like, hey, is everything okay with the job we did? And you already long gone sold the house. Are you not going to consider that contractor again if you need some work done in a new house? Like just yeah. the fact that they themselves reached out it, it's just another aspect of brand building, investing in, you know, 
your customers, getting everything you can out of them. Because just because they called you once doesn't mean they never have the need again. They might have lost your number, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, the biggest things are, are those. You cannot have a fear of investing unless you're very content with where you are right now. If you have yeah. no plans or no like want to grow, you're going to stay the same. But if you, if you never try to get to the next level, you're never going to know. And then you're going to look back yeah. and be like, damn, I never even tried. And you're just going to feel bad about yourself. That's, that's kind of one thing. The reinvesting is something that I've been trying to do more lately. I mean, I didn't like, I moved out of my parents' house very young and I got myself into a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. And I literally, it took me from 19 to now being about to turn 30 to have paid off all my debt. So I've been very, I've always been like, I can't get myself in more debt. I can't get myself in more debt. And I've just always had this fear of like, if, if I'm, what if I'm not able to pay my bills and I have to use a credit card on something? I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm paying my old ones off. And, um, so that's always been like a huge fear of mine and it's kind of prevented me from investing reinvesting as much money in the business as we sh I should have how, how much uh, but now debt I'm, were you I'm in? sorry how much debt were you in I mean <laughs> it was all like personal like I I literally bought everything on a credit card and thought I was like never gonna have to pay it back I was like 19 and so stupid what, what, but um, I mean it was like 25,000 okay so and then how long did it take you to pay it off from when you actually started I, trying um from when I actually started trying I started actually paying it off in 2020 like really aggressively and I just in May made my last payment well, so about got, two years. I got great news for you. <laughs> that means. But I negotiated the debts down a lot. I did not pay twenty five thousand dollars. Still, I mean, just what about half? Maybe a little bit less. Yeah, about half. <laughs> Regardless, because you were able to do that, that tells me that you have the financial discipline to, you know, invest and not have to take out debt. So you already with within what two years you got the debt mm -hmm. down to zero and about 10 grand so just yeah. you could afford to do it again i mean probably you're probably better off yeah. now than you were when you oh, first started sure. trying to pay it off you know what i mean yeah and that was 2020 so business was really like uh oh what's happening you uh, just you just got to be more <laughs> mindful of when yeah. what you're doing uh i'm very very like that about debt too because I had instability when I was younger. Like I told you, my yeah. parents, they had the business, but they were terrible at spending. Uh, yeah. they, they, you know, would finish a project <laughs> and go buy a car and do stupid stuff like that. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. No. But one thing I'm trying to do now that I'm free of that debt and I don't have to, like, I don't have that weighing on me is, and I have a, I have a decent amount of savings just for slower months, in, you know, just as a bit of a padding. I don't ever want to have to use it, but it's there just in case. But now what I'm trying to do is anything over like my personal budget for like paying my rent and buying groceries and making sure I can like 
go out of sight of the house like and do something fun every once in a while so i'm not like miserable yeah uh outside of that instead of just like hoarding all my money into savings i'm just saying like okay if my paycheck because the way my mom and i do it is we each take a percentage if the amount i'm meant to be paid is more than the amount i need let's just spend that extra balance on ads mm -hmm. i don't need it it was just gonna go in my savings let's reinvest it in the business and have it you know give me more money in the future <laughs> so the way you guys are slicing it up is percentage of the profits yeah is it, so, is it 50 50 um she and i are 50 50 we make the same amount but what we do is um 30 goes to the business and then we split um the 70 percent, so we each do 35. okay okay so which we may we have adjusted that a few times we each used to we used to do 20% to the business and then split 80 and do 40, 40. But I was like, we need to be, that was, that was really at a time where I was like, yo, we've got to put more money into advertising. Like we need to put more money into the business. So I kind of advocated to be paid a little bit less, <laughs> but uh, it's a percentage. So if, it's, if we're making more, it's fine. That, that was me when I started like when I took over the business, my brother was still on the field and I was so like, I was so wary of like, I, like the technicians need to get paid because they're the ones that are making the money that I right. was paying myself $200 every two weeks. And my- How do you live on that? <laughs> uh, my, the business was taking care of personal expenses because oh, okay. it's me and my brother, so we're living together. You know what I mean? Uh, so oh, so yeah. it, it was easier to do it like that at that point. But yeah, that's what I was doing for the longest. And, and still, I don't pay myself that much. But again, the business yeah. does cover my expenses. I, uh, I make $750 a week and I don't pay myself more. I reinvest it into the business. Um, that's great. And if you know, like, this is all I need to be paid. Unfortunately, I do have my own. I do not live with my parents. I have my own household. And and my husband does work and stuff too we split everything but um you know i know the point to where i'm like okay i don't need to make more than that that's that's important to know and have the discipline to be like that's all i need well regardless <laughs> the way i think about it if i need to invest in the business which makes me money it's there and if i need it for something i could just pay it to myself like i own the business it's not like it's going anywhere um Back yeah. <laughs> and, and it's easier to write off a business expense. Like, like if at the end of the year, you know, you have $10,000 in your personal savings, it's taxed higher than if you were a business. And there's so many things you can write off. In, in my eyes, I have access to the money anyway. So technically, I, I have more. It's just that on paper, me personally, I don't make that much uh, because I don't need it at the moment. You know what I mean? I, my, right. my personal expenses, housing, car, all that stuff comes out of the business, but um, I don't I don't overpay myself just because like I know where that limit is, and that is important long term. Um, what what is what is your vision for your business? Like, if 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 you could think ahead like four years from now, five years from now, where do you want to be? I mean, four or five years from now, I would like to be where you're at, where you, I would like to have multiple crews at that point, probably won't be all women. That's fine. 
whatever. As I'm growing, I want it to be, you know, kind of more women oriented, but I would like to have multiple crews. I would like to be taking on more commercial work. Um, you know, that's, you know, that high volume stuff is, you know, good to have on top of residential. I mean, 98% of what I do is residential, which is great, but it's a little less predictable, I think, than commercial. But yeah, I mean, I would like, and this, this is somewhere where my mom and I clash heads a lot. And since I'm saying this all publicly, I hope I don't say anything that hurts her feelings. <laughs> so mom, if you're watching this or listening, I love you very much. You are aware of all of this. Um, but somewhere we clash is in branding. Like I, I think branding is so important and kind of her perspective is like, we're just, we're just painters. Like, like we don't need to have a wrapped vehicle. It's a work truck. She always says like, it's a work truck. It doesn't need to be nice. And I'm like, I disagree because if you have a wrapped vehicle, again, like you said, that's great advertising. If it's eye catching, people see it like that's it's advertisement. Mm -hmm. People are going to take pictures of it. That's how they're going to their first introduction. Can I to jump you, that's in? how they're going to remember you. Yeah. So go to your local Chick-fil-A that does delivery. They wrap their vehicles. Mm -hmm. They could do it in an unmarked vehicle. They want everyone to know that they deliver. Go to any serious construction company and they wrap their vehicles. Why do they do it yep. for awareness? When they're in a neighborhood, they could very easily take over the neighborhood with a wrapped vehicle. Yep. Because what happens is there are still neighborhoods in America where there's people who talk to their neighbors and they're like, oh, I saw you <laughs> had that truck there. What do they do? And before you know it, they're conversing. The fact that your vehicle says that you do bathtub refinishing, and it's not just black and white text, it's a logo, a nice wrap, something that catches your eye, that draws people's attention. There's a reason why multi-million dollar businesses do this. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't have to have a nice truck. I have trucks that aren't wrapped. I have some of them that aren't wrapped. It's not because I don't want to. It's because I, my thinking at this point is, I'm gonna slowly like redo my fleet to these Ford Mavericks because they're better on gas. Um, and, but those are so cool. Yeah. So the first one we got was the one that I have there, and I'd rather if I'm gonna invest in a new truck, I'd rather wrap that than an old F-150. That's just my For thinking. Sure. But you don't have to have it. But if a bathtub refinishing company is it one house and right next door at the neighbor's house there's another bathtub refinishing company with a wrapped truck which house do you know what's going on in that house the one with the wrapped truck like that's the only way of knowing what's going on just looking at bottles and seeing someone going back and forth to a truck doesn't do anything to distinguish you from the other guy having the wrapped vehicle that shows exactly what you're doing at that place and the services you offer like you said it's like it's a billboard on wheels. Why wouldn't you want that? It, it, I agree I, with all of that. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know what it is? People like us who are very into the business and analytical side of it because we're on the internet and we see the potential and we've seen countless examples on TikTok, on YouTube, on all these platforms of people who do this. Um, we 
we know the importance of brand nowadays, right? Whereas like people like your mom and even my parents, they never wrap their vehicles or their trucks. They might be under the impression that that doesn't really matter because the way it's been before was that the guy just pulls up in an ugly truck and does the job and that's it. But, exactly. But nowadays, every legit business wraps their vehicles and their cars. Matter of fact, when, when, when companies go do quotes for home remodels, they have little Honda Civics yeah. with wraps so that everybody knows that they're going there to quote a job. Realtors wrap their cars nowadays. Like, it, it is very important. I'll try to, what, my husband might be getting a new car soon. I'm going to try to convince him to wrap just his regular, his regular car that he drives to work every day. Yeah. He won't like it, but hey, it'll I, help I, us make more money. I think that the, the disconnect is that also we, we, are, we think big too. You know, people, people who, we, we think big because we see the examples. So maybe that's another thing. Maybe she's like, well, this is just like, we don't need that because we're, all we're doing is painting tubs, but... Yeah. Let me tell you, like, I have four crews, and we landed one hotel that that contract is worth over 500 grand. Oh, wow. And that is the Cabana Bay Beach Resort in Universal. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and we're, we did 700 tubs there already. There's still 1,000 tubs left there to do. It's 1,800 bathtubs. And so, like, you can make a multi-million dollar business out of something like this. This is a business yeah. that's still, first of all, it's still relatively new compared to other things in renovation, um, mm -hmm. like the industry as a whole. And the margins in this kind of business are extraordinary compared to others. You know what I mean? Like the ticket yeah. prices are smaller, but you get a bigger chunk of that ticket. Uh, so there is big potential. And so I, I think thinking small and you could think small, but you're going to be in the same place forever. If you think big, that's the only way to grow. Yeah, I think the frame, like, I don't think my mom would think she's thinking small. I think she, she perceives it as thinking safe. Okay. And, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's what is safe. If it's risky, that means there is a there there's a possibility for failure. The, the question I would pose to her, if I were you, is what is the risk? Like the risk yeah. being what exactly? Because the intended purpose is going to happen, whether she likes it or not. If you get it wrapped, like people are going to see it, and when you're doing a job at someone's house, they're automatically going to know. Hey, she's there. Permaglaze is here. They're going to know. The neighbors are going to know Permaglaze is there. And they're going to wonder why and who and what they do. And, like, it's going to happen. They're, they're, like, the only thing I could, I could feasibly understand is, like, oh, well, we don't want to spend that kind of money. Okay. Yeah. But do you want to stay stagnant? Because right. you have to invest in your business. Like, for sure. you know, and that's one of the easiest ways for a contractor to make, a, like, to make business. It's... You know, there are companies who just wrap their vehicles and don't run ads. Like, there are plumbers, like, th th around here, wow. there's a company called Frank Gay Services, and this guy has, like, all his vehicles wrapped, and everybody sees them because they're bright orange. Like, everybody knows it's yeah. him. Oh, wow. So that's like, his, that. that's like his thing. 
like, and it's fine. But like I like I'm saying to you, you know, I would post to her that like, what what is the like the the drawback of this aside from the money? What you're, you're afraid yeah. that people aren't going to see it because they will. Like it's impossible not to. <laughs> I sit in a lot of traffic. People will see it. <laughs> yeah, and when you're at someone's house, that is the key opportunity. I mean, you could be mixing yeah. paint, and you can get three or four neighbors walking their dog asking you what you do, and you yeah. explain it to them, and it's literally a gold mine. Yeah. One, I mean, so that's kind of a big point of contention between us. Um, I, until three weeks ago, so I had a little Chevy S10 that I was using as my work truck. Okay. And I finally, after since getting that truck in 2017, I finally talked my mom into not wrapping it, but getting professionally designed logos, like lettering and stuff on it. Okay. And then literally the day we finalized the design with the designer, the car completely dies. I'm on the highway and it just stops running. It was an old truck. We knew it by it was a possibility, but it didn't have that many miles on it. So we had to find a new another truck, which was a hassle, but we got that figured out. Mm-hmm. And now now that I have this truck, it's kind of like, well, it is a used car, so it may not last that long. So like I think she's thinking like we'll probably have this truck for maybe two years before we have to replace it. She's like, is it even worth spending the money on anything? So that's kind of where we're at right now is kind of in like a little tug of war about getting lettering on this current truck. Um, One thing I do because I don't have any signage on this truck is I had um, yard signs made. Mm-hmm. So anytime I am at somebody's house, I do, I put a couple yard signs up, um, just to kind of explain what we're doing. And I put them both ends of the lawn. So like people coming from both directions and I do get people all the time stop and ask for a card. That's, it would be better if it wasn't two tiny yard signs, mm-hmm. but it's better than nothing. Um, and another thing that we fight about is shirts. I think we should have good looking logo shirts. Yes. And again, we're just painters. You don't need it. You don't need to have a shirt with your logo on it. So that was another thing. We had the shirts designed at the same time as the, the truck lettering that I was going to have done. Mm-hmm. And, um, what, what's her now point of she's kind of just rethinking that? it all what, what's her point of contention about the shirts what does she think about that just that you're, you're a painter you're a painter you're gonna get messy and i'm like yeah but i could still like i go to home depot like four times a day it's an exaggeration but still like i there's people who own homes there that need things done why shouldn't i or people who work other trades why wouldn't i have like a nice logo on my shirt that says what we do Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I have my name on a shirt? Why wouldn't I have my logo on the front? Like, it's just like, I have some shirts that have logos and my name on them, but they are literally from 2016 and they have like a very, one of our old logos on them. 
I just, so, yeah. I, I, I can't understand why people think like, like you're walking into a McDonald's, everyone has an M on their chest. You know you're in a McDonald's, but it's, it's branding. It's so that you know, oh, like you're the person that does the bathtubs. Like what if you're working in a house with five other contractors and someone's looking for you and they don't know? Like, yeah, you know, that just happened to me last week. That, People had no idea who I was when I walked through the door because I'm just like some lady walking into a house. They don't know if I'm like the homeowner or like what. <laughs> see, that that's a problem. Like you, yeah. especially with the shirts. I mean, if you're trying to get into commercial, you need to have you and your team in uniform. And yeah. even in people's houses, people are weird about people. Like, it's just, it, it's, in my opinion, it's a little sloppy. Like, if I hire somebody and I'm paying a good amount of money for a service and they're just wearing, like, a regular shirt, like, it, it just looks a little like, if you're not even willing to invest in some nice shirts, like, what kind of job are you going to do? Yeah. And, and, like, currently, if I, like, go do quotes or you know at or do like a consult at a person's house i don't do those a lot for residential unless they have a ton of stuff they need done or uh, you know multiple rooms or they just seem very unsure about what is even going on mm -hmm. i usually don't do in-home consults but yeah. when i do i i don't just wear regular clothes i just i try to dress nice but still it's not logo like none of it i don't have like a polo with shirt on and i do think that's a problem here's, especially hotels here's a, a good point that i can give you and it's just something to think about you guys can converse there's probably hundreds of companies in in texas that do bathtub refinishing and most of them don't do the things they don't go the extra mile they don't have the wrap truck they don't have the wrap shirts mm -hmm. or they don't have the, the logoed shirts they don't have hats made. They don't, they don't have any of that stuff made. And you can be one of them, but every single big company that does painting, that does drywall, that does landscaping, that does pressure washing, that does anything, they all do it. So do you want to be closely associated in your look to the bottom of the barrel, or do you want to be closely associated with professionalism and the top? the top of the line. Those are little things that matter and, and they really do matter. Um, you know, you can pretend like it, like, like does, it, does it matter in, in, in relation to you doing your job well? No. But perception is everything. Perception is everything. Yeah. When, it, when it comes to doing, you know, work and, and the way you come off to people, it, it, it is everything, how they perceive you from the beginning. Yeah, we've run my battery down to five percent, so I'm gonna have to awkwardly hold it for the rest of this conversation. No, Sorry, it's, it's okay. I've got, it. I've got to plug it in. <laughs> I, I feel bad because I was in the same scenario. Uh, I remember like I was debating when I was making these hats if I should pay like the extra mm -hmm. five dollars to get the logo in full color. I was like, oh, do I really oh. need it and all this stuff? But you know what? Yeah. I went and I did it. And it's people on, like, they recognize us as soon as we get to a job site. Everybody has their hats and their, their shirts and everything. With the shirts, I don't do full color because of the same reason. Like, it's going to get dirty anyway. But yeah, you know, I, 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 I get them white shirts. So if white paint gets on it, they, they could still use them. 
uh, and then the letter is blue or whatever primary color you guys associate with yourselves. Uh, that's what I would do. That's the way I would start. And, and it's just a little touch, a little touch to give people peace of mind that you're not just some rando who's going to run away, that you actually own a business, that you're not going to get paid and disappear. And, you know, they, it's, it's things like that. It's just peace of mind. I agree. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to have her listen to this. Is there, is there anything else that she's kind of like weird about that you would like, you know? I think it's just, you know, anything that we do have to put any extra money into is just very, um, it's just a, a topic of debate for sure. So, I mean, that's really it. I think, I, do you yeah, know? I mean, anything that, like, anything that you have to pay for that would, I, in my opinion, help like one thing I have really wanted to start putting more money towards that she absolutely is not willing to pay for is I do want somebody who understands SEO to help me out yeah like I've, I've been wanting to pay for somebody to really make sure at least give me do like an audit of the website and give me you know, give me like a list of things I should do, even if we don't pay them to do it, like pay them for that. Uh, but anytime I bring that up, she'll just like send me a link to like uh, learn how to do it myself. <laughs> and I'm just like, I I've already probably watched every video on SEO that there is. So, so, so... I mean, thank you, but... Do you know if she had any, has she, did she have financial hardship when she was younger? Oh, for sure. Okay. Definitely. And that's, that's a huge, that's, that's it. Okay. And I get it. <laughs> I do get it. I try as the best, like, I mean, I want to be as sympathetic to that as possible while still being able to push forward. So you do have to sympathize with her. You know, you got to you got to understand her, but you also need to and I'm sorry mom, you're wrong. <laughs> um uh, it, it it sucks, you know, cuz I I had instability growing up too, you know. So you know. And it's not embarrassing to say. I hope she's not like embarrassed that I would say that, but like mo a lot of people do. Yeah, and and but and and we tend to like, you know, be a little bit harder about spending money and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, uh, being too conservative will cost you more in the long run. Uh, the old saying, like, you need to spend money to make money is true. Like, yeah. every big business in America was built off of advertising. Uh, like, word of mouth is one thing, but there's a reason why giant companies run ads, even when everybody knows who they are. It's because it works, you know? So mm -hmm. you, you definitely got to, you know, you got to come from a place of empathy, but you also, what you know what to do and you need to decide whether, like, if she can't meet you there with, like, at least trying, then it's either you do it behind your back and, you know, it, she's going to get upset about it 
until it works or <laughs> she accepts it, but she's not happy about it. That, I mean, that's really, that, that's like, those are the only options. Uh, but yeah. if you don't, if you don't try, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna affect you guys negatively. And, and the thing is, you need to try like today, like as fast as possible, because the internet is always changing. The, the ironic thing about it is she's sending you articles on how to do search engine optimization herself when whoever has that link, like wh wherever she got that link from, got to her through search engine optimization. I guarantee yeah, you, you're I, right. I guarantee yes. you that that link was on the first page. She didn't scroll to page 50 to find that link for you, which yeah. tells me whoever did it has an understanding of search engine optimization and got it in front of your mother so that she could send it to you. And you're just yeah. trying to do the same thing with your business. You want it to get to people's eyes first. And unfortunately, like you need to pay people who are professionals to get that done consistently. It's just the mm -hmm. truth. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it would suck if, if you try to do everything yourself and maybe eventually you get there, but what if you go months and months and months without knowing what's keeping you off the first page and all the potential business and stuff you miss out on because of that? What, what if it's as simple yeah. as tweaking? Someone's going to gonna get that business and it might not be me. Yeah. It probably won't be me. <laughs> and how much is an SEO guy going to cost you? I mean, realistically, to just check on I your mean, SEO? Like, yeah. Like, um, I've gotten different quotes, but there was um, one guy that I really liked. He spent a lot of time on the phone with me. I kind of felt bad about not hiring him because he did spend so much time with me. But, uh, you know, he was going to do, like, a website audit and basically, like, what I said. Mm -hmm. um, and it was going to be about 1500 Yeah, I mean, are, are you guys going to go bankrupt with 1500 bucks? No. Well, I... I like that's that that's what you gotta you gotta weigh like these things and think of it rationally like like if you had a fifteen hundred dollar yeah. emergency you would use the money and like this is something that is urgent whether you think it is or not or she thinks it is or not everything's always changing the internet is constantly changing you know now it's NFTs and Bitcoin and in a month it might be something else but like. We're moving, we're moving one way. <laughs> we're mm -hmm. not going mm -hmm. back. Like it, it's it's done. So you walk into a Walmart now, you don't see cashiers anymore. Like you go online and they know your location when you punch something into Google. Like everything is moving forward, and it's gonna move whether your mom agrees with it or not. So sure. you need to know if what you're doing and it is working and if not how to fix it so it does work and this is something i talked about with jonathan one day you need to make sure your search engine optimization is on point and brand building is going to be the most important thing ever come five years from now because everybody with their little smart devices there's gonna come a day where they say alexa find me a bathtub refinishing company and if you're not the biggest local brand in your area they're gonna call somebody else like that's like that's just it so brand building is very 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 important and all yeah. of those things you, you need to do and part of that too is coming up on the first page and making sure your website leaves people with a good impression um 
but for sure, I mean, you know what to do. And you just need the you need you need to either accept that you're gonna piss her off, but later <laughs> you know that you're gonna get to the point where you need to be, or yeah. have her accept it. And and even if she doesn't like it, be like, hey, I own this too. And and I see where things are going, and I've talked to people in the industry, and this is something that we need to do because once it's too late, it's too late. Because, like, if everybody else in your area is hiring SEO people, which they're not, trust me, they're not. Most people won't because of that same line mm. of thinking. Once they catch on, game over. Because yep. you, if you've been doing it for so long, you already know. You already have the upper hand. You have that extra time to make money. So when they do, you can outspend them and fuck it. Let them, let them do it, you know? It's just not going to affect me. But if you're late to the party... Those that same guy that quoted you fifteen hundred is going to quote you three grand because the other guy is one of his clients, and that's what's going to happen. Yep. So you you need to like get on this kind of thing. It, it is very important. Uh, yeah. And time is of the essence. You know, it, it is it is something that is time sensitive. Unfortunately, like th- this, the thing with the internet is is a whole different animal. But when you embrace it, you go on social media, you make posts. You interact with people. You start networking. It is also fantastic. I met Jonathan because he came on my podcast, and he came with me to Puerto Rico and made thirty grand in three weeks. That's, yeah, because he was Amazing. at the right place at the right time. So, like, there's so many benefits to networking and you know being present online and have people know about you. You're so good on Instagram that I saw your posts when I was looking through uh, Bastard Refinishing the hashtag. That's why I reached out to you. So, yeah. you know, like things like that happen. Um, but you, 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 right now, you don't need me to click on it. You need somebody in Texas who needs the shit done to click on it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that, that's, you know, that's what I can Hey, I'm about. glad you did, though. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. I, I'm always looking for, for people to come on. And I thought it would be interesting. Um, there aren't many women in our industry. And I think, I think it's important. I think it's important that we have uh, different perspectives and different walks of life and communicate. You know, If we, if we want to build a legitimate industry, we need to open the doors for communication. Um, it's only going to help us. Uh, and one of the things that, that gets me upset is that people speak on behalf of the bathtub refinishing industry in articles and other things and uh like i want to change that i want us to communicate to put good content out there that's informative so that people know what this really is and know that like most of the time refinishing is better than replacing it's more cost effective it's done in less time and for hotels and resorts out there to fully understand like like this is like a perfect process for them you know no downtime they get the rooms done really quick we're in and out of there. It's going to cost them a lot less money. So that's... You know. I was going to... Before we wrap up real quick, how... I was going to ask you, do you, hotels find you the same way residential clients do, basically, like, from ads? Or do you do anything specific to do, like, outreach to them? Well, I mean, I, I, I tell everybody everything. Because, you know, I, I, I don't... I don't... Just for some people who, like, are like, oh, don't tell people the secrets. It's like, whatever. Um <laughs> 
I just that hotel that I was at this morning. I got them because they saw a, a post on LinkedIn. Their regional director of marketing or sales saw saw my post on LinkedIn. They never saw. They never asked for a demo. They never had us come by. They're like, when can you do the tubs and how much? So we started today, and my tech just finished, by the way. But that's one way. LinkedIn is B2B mostly, so you know, business to business. Mm-hmm. You're not marketing more as you're just posting, interacting, and uh, kind of just trying to be part of these little communities of people. I usually comment, post, and like have jokes with people, like kind of make friends with people online in the hotel industry. That's something that's worked for me. Um, and then if I have the opportunity to meet them in person, like that's always awesome. Like uh, I'll go to hotels sometimes and seek them out. Um, so the people that you want to try to go to are directors of engineering. They're usually the ones that mm-hmm. uh, do the renovations and stuff in hotels. Also general managers, because they generally oversee everything. Um, they also are the ones that sign off on budgets. So if you can, if you can right. get a, a good relationship with a GM, I mean, it doesn't matter what the director thinks. GM goes above them. Um, and I'm at the point now where most of the people that I meet are people from regional or corporate. Uh, the hotel in Puerto Rico, uh, the gentleman that I met there was from corporate. He was a, he was a part of a consultancy company that's hired for uh, hotels that aren't in the continental United States. Um, because uh, in like island countries, there's a lot of uh, nepotism. So mm. his, con- his company works directly with corporate to make sure and kind of micromanage the hotel and make sure they don't just hire their friends. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, and once you get to that point, it's like they call you for one, they're going to keep calling you. It, it, we, we also have that kind of relationship with Diamond Resorts. We've done uh, more than five of their resorts there's one hotel that I mention a lot. It's called Leaky Tiki Village in uh, Winter Garden. You mentioned them, yeah. And and we've done their tubs start to finish like more than six times because they just destroy their tubs and just keep paying us to do them. Yeah. And it's, I mean that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That's kind of like the 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 hotel I worked at in Dallas. They're totally willing to pay full price, and I kind of just go in and redo ones I've already done, yeah. like kind of in a circle, but usually it's like two years and they're having me redo it again. But yeah, they're, like you said, using cleaners that, you know, they have certain sanitation standards, um, and, stuff, yeah. standards and all that. So Which is yeah, one thing sense. I, I want to combat. I want to get big enough on the podcast where we can start influencing what hotels use because it's going gonna, it's gonna to benefit them, really. Um, they just don't have the information and a lot of companies don't give a fuck enough to like tell them that they shouldn't be using certain things which I'm mm-hmm. very much of the mindset of like, they need to have the information so that it actually lasts and legitimizes us. Because if somebody comes up with a way to take out a builder grade bathtub without having to rip out the tile, we're done. <laughs> it's yeah, true. very true. <laughs> that's, that, that's literally what's keeping them from doing it is the fact that they got to kind of gut the entire bathroom. Somebody figures yeah. out a way to get around that, it's done. Unless we you know, like start proving to them that this can last if they care for it properly. So, and then uh, other than that, it is through ads. Um, I'm very, very big. You won't see companies out here advertising uh, prices. I advertise my prices. 
I don't, I I don't care if somebody charges more or less. I think because me personally, the way I shop is like, if I see one person with a price, I'm like, well, it's four 99. Like, okay. Like if I see, if I have to wait for someone to give me a number an hour, two hours, three hours later, I get annoyed. Um, yeah. And for commercial, I it list seems my it seems almost shady. Like, I mean, it not. I don't mean to say businesses who don't have their like prices readily available are shady, but it just seems like you're almost trying to hide something. If you're like, contact me for pricing. Like, I'd rather say like, here's a starting price. We'll give you a firm price after we see a picture. But like, mm-hmm. here's kind of what to expect. And seems al- reasonable. Also, I think that if you get a call and on your website and in your ad and the price is mentioned, they're more likely to convert coming in already knowing that your prices are about this. You know what I mean? Yep. If, if you completely come out of nowhere and they're expecting because they heard their boy say it's 200 bucks, your website has no prices, then they come on and they're like, $400? No, it's not going to happen. They're never going to convert with you. But if they saw 499 yep. all the way through and they call you, they're prepared to spend about that much or more. That's the way mm-hmm. I see it. Also, I list my clients online, which some people don't do because they're scared that people are going to steal their clients. But I list my hotel clients mm-hmm. online. Uh, I, whenever I do a new hotel, I add it to the website, Instagram. I make posts about it. And I don't care if someone comes over here and tries to steal it because the way I think about it is exactly how we talked about before. And I'll kind of wrap it up with this. People buy mm-hmm. for their reasons and not yours. So somebody can come up and be like, I'll do the test for $100 less. And then they have tried. And hotels will just be like, no. Because they bought for their reasons. And that's it. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to keep that mantra. Like, I'm going to write it down and, like, always remember, people buy for their reasons, not yours. Exactly. (laughs) That's great. Awesome. Well, we should definitely do this again one day when you have some time. Yeah. And if you have any advice or anything or, uh, like, need anything advice-wise, you can text me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and text you and add you to my contacts and stuff. But it was very, very nice talking with you. Um, It was really nice talking to you, too. That's, uh, I mean, I really appreciate, like, taking, like, full, like, two hours to talk to you. (laughs) Or probably even more than that. I'm sure you've got lots of people to answer to, so... I will jump off here and let you do your thing. All right. Well, I'll see you uh, hopefully soon, and we'll do this again. But have a great day, okay? Thanks. I'll see you on the Internet. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up the uh, interview portion of this podcast. Um, I, I think it went relatively well. Uh, I can very much sympathize with a lot of the things that, that she mentioned. And I think that, I think she's going to be fine, but uh, definitely needs to work out those things with her mother where they have that disagreement and those clashes because it's going to be very important for her growth to prove to herself what works and what doesn't without somebody keeping them from even trying. It's the same thing, and this is something that maybe I should have mentioned when we were together. I, I'm going to wrap it up here, but as, as like the same way where you learn how to do the refinishing itself by making the mistakes, or just like anything in life, you make the mistakes, then you learn, then you get good. 
you need to do the same thing when it comes to advertising and business. You make the mistake, you lose 500 or $1,000 there. As long as you're not bankrupting yourself, you're going to be fine. But you need to have money to play with and invest with and learn what you're going to do. Come up with that game plan very, very, very well. Optimize it and make a shit ton of money. And that's what you got to do. But anyway, this has been Daniel with um, Bathtub Guys Refinishing. And, uh, and that's the end of this podcast here. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, and we will see you in the next one. You just listened to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast, powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to ask any questions or suggest topics for the next episode by following at Bathtub Guys on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And thanks for listening.